Welcome to Stressless Obsessed, the podcast. My name is Sophie Deans, and I'm here to bring you all things on self-care, self-development, as well as lifestyle tips and hacks to keep your life as simple and stress-free as possible. So let's make a start and join me on a journey of living a life with less stress. Hello and welcome back to Stress Less Obsessed, the podcast. I'm Sophie, your host, and today I wanted to talk about the topic of happiness hormones. That's right, I think hormones are given a little bit of a bad rap. Every time you hear a comment about a hormone, it seems to be because they're causing us problems. But what we don't really talk about is the positive impacts of hormones. And I've got four different hormones for you today to talk about. And then I want to give you some tips on how you can boost those hormones to make you even happier. What is not to like about that? Now, don't worry, we won't be getting too scientific or too technical but I will be giving you an overview of the different names and what they impact and then how you can boost them and what you can do to boost those hormones to make you even happier and in turn less stressed. So let's get into it. Now the hormones that I am going to talk about today are our serotonin, our dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins, which I'm sure you've already heard about before. So let's go through each one individually, and then I can tell you a bit about how they regulate our mood and our well-being. So I know, let's start with the first one I mentioned, and that would be our serotonin. Now, the role of serotonin, as I say, it's a mood stabilizer. It regulates our mood and is something, it's our hormone that prevents depression. Now, if we're talking in real terms, it's actually a neurotransmitter and it's often referred to as the feel-good neurotransmitter. And this plays a really crucial role in regulating our mood, our sleep, you know, even our appetite. And so therefore, it has a very crucial impact on our overall well-being. And that's how it contributes to our sense of overall happiness and contentment. Some people, unfortunately, may be genetically predisposed to having lower levels of serotonin and therefore um, more likely to experience depressive Um, symptoms or depression Um, and as I say that's because serotonin its role is to stabilize our mood and actually helps prevent conditions like depression so although um, if you're boosting your serotonin it may not completely resolve depression and you should definitely seek medical advice from um, a medical professional or your GP but Um, if you're able to seek ways to just boost your serotonin a little bit more it might help you reduce those depressive symptoms and the likelihood of getting it as well 
how may you do that, you might be thinking. Well, we'll get to that. But some other things that actually impact your serotonin levels other than your genetics could be things like your diet. So if you, you can actually consume things such as tryptophan, um, which is a building block that's actually essential for serotonin pr uh, production. And you can find this in certain foods. If you're low in certain nutrients and you're not getting those building blocks for your serotonin production, then that is going to make uh, your serotonin levels lower. Stress can also deplete your serotonin levels and this can contribute to mood disorders. And yes, of course, I know it's obvious, of course, you know, stress impacts our mood. I didn't have to tell you that, but it's good to know the background and a bit of biology around what can actually cause that, what's going on in your body. If you're stressed, your serotonin levels are actually much lower. So let's now look at the ways in which we could boost our serotonin. Even if you aren't depressed, it's always good to know how you can boost these happiness hormones. And I think number one is my favorite, and that is sunlight exposure. So that means exposure to natural sunlight and um, getting outdoors, especially in the morning, to maximize your sunlight exposure throughout the day. You know, wake you up, you're getting outside, you're getting a little bit of physical activity as well. You know, particularly um, aerobic exercise has been shown to increase serotonin levels. Um, and exposure to natural sunlight stimulates the production of serotonin as well. You'll see if you follow me on Instagram that I very much promote vitamin D exposure, um, whether that's getting it through a supplement, especially if you're listening and you're over in the UK or something at the moment and it's currently your winter, you can't always get your natural sunlight. Um, so you might have to take a vitamin D supplement, but just having some safe sun exposure and getting some vitamin D can help. So yeah, exercise is important. If you can't get outside and exercise because the weather is miserable, then you can still benefit um, boosting your serotonin by finding another way to exercise. And hopefully you have something or you can find something um, that is enjoyable because having an exercise routine that you enjoy and you get pleasure from is going to improve your mood even more and boost your serotonin even higher. I feel like this might be the most boring one, but it is so good for you. And that's a balanced diet. Preferably a diet that includes foods that are rich in tryptophan. So that's the one I mentioned earlier, the building blocks for our, neuro, um, our neurotransmitters for our serotonin. And you can find tryptophan in foods such as turkey, chicken, nuts, and seeds and um, basically yeah they contribute to the serotonin synthesis and 
you know, you don't have to focus too much on those particular foods. If you are eating a well-balanced diet that's well-rounded and you're getting all your vitamins and minerals, then that's going to improve your overall mental health and not just be boosting those serotonin um, hormones. It'll, you'll just feel better overall as well. So that's not to say you have to eat um like a bird is not saying that you have to eat boring salads, but just making sure you're getting um, a well-rounded amount of variety of different foods and vegetable vegetables and not eating lots of junk food. I know, sorry. That does swiftly bring me on to the next one. And that is our omega-3 fatty acids. So you can find these in fatty fish like salmon and mackerel and these types of foods are also linked to serotonin production. So again, eating a well-balanced diet, if you're incorporating um, fish like that into your meals anyway, then you're going to be getting all of those benefits and boosting your serotonin naturally anyway. Okay, let's talk about some more active things you can do to boost your serotonin. Things like actively seeking out social connections. Having those positive social interactions and strong social connections with your friends and people you know, this contributes to increased serotonin production. So yes, that could be anything from spending time with friends to joining social clubs, meeting new people, hanging out with people that enjoy the same things as you, all shows that it will increase serotonin levels and make you feel good. Next up, we have mindfulness, surprise, surprise, mindfulness and relaxation. Practices such as meditation, deep breathing, we know can reduce stress, right? But they also can increase our serotonin levels as well. So if you have been listening to the podcast or following the podcast, you'll know that I do a weekly guided meditation podcast. And that is um, about 10 minutes long each week. So if you're new to meditation, you can always give that a go and see how you go with that. I find popping on a guided meditation podcast is a really good way to squeeze that into your daily routine. It gets you into the groove, it gets you started. You can pretty much do it anywhere as long as you have no distractions. So there's my tip for that one. All right, how else can we boost our serotonin? Oh, I lie, this one's my favorite, not getting outdoors. Quality sleep. I love my sleep. I must have at least eight hours sleep, preferably nine hours each night. Um, so yes, adequate and quality sleep is essential for our serotonin production and just our overall mental health and well-being. I think we all vary on how much sleep we need. Um, but I do have a podcast episode to recommend to you should you need to or you've been thinking about improving the quality of your sleep and that is episode number six so check that one out if you're looking to help boost your serotonin levels and get better sleep. 
Um, I mentioned in that podcast just some things such as having a consistent sleep schedule, being comfortable, having a really good um, sleeping environment and having good sleep hygiene. So there you go. There's my roundup for boosting your serotonin. And hopefully it will lead you to having a bit more, um, a more of a stable mood, a bit more positive mood once those levels are boosted. So why don't we move on to our other happy hormone, which is dopamine. It's actually more of a reward hormone. It's what um, it's a hormone that we experience when we have feelings of pleasure and reward and dopamine can give us motivation to do things. And then we'll go through some activities that you can do to help trigger that release of dopamine in the body. And we can also touch on setting goals and achieving goals as well. Okay, okay, so. This is also another neurotransmitter for all you sciencey people there wanting to know the biology. And like I say, it's um, associated with pleasure, reward, reinforcement, and satisfaction. And so it gives us the desire to repeat the behaviors that release the dopamine. Not only that, but dopamine is particularly involved. Um, in the anticipation of rewards. So not just when we get the reward itself, but anticipating that. And so that's why I also wanted to talk about setting goals and engaging in activities that are linked to a, a positive outcome. And the brain will release that dopamine, that happiness and positive um, mood that we'll get from that um, in the anticipation of us receiving the reward. And I guess that would create the sense of motivation, excitement, and it would encourage us to pursue and persist with goal-orientated behaviours. I guess if I can stop, stop rambling on. I guess a better example of how to explain that feeling is when we succeed at something, that is what dopamine feels like. And now let's look at how we can boost that to boost our mood even further. And surprise, surprise, we have physical exercise. Aerobic exercise has been linked to increased dopamine release. So again, find an activity you enjoy, whether it's jogging, dancing, playing a sport, and then you get your um, social interaction as well. Kill two birds with one stone, and that will help boost your dopamine. Again, a healthy eating habits goes a long way in boosting your mood. And we're just going through the individual hormones now that um, a good diet touches on. Now, did you know that music? and creating art can stimulate the brain's reward system and therefore increase your dopamine levels. That's pretty easy, isn't it? Listening to your favorite music. Or maybe you want to just try and explore some different genres of music. And if you're not one that's used to painting or crafting, maybe you want to give that a go. And why? Well, this links me to my next one. 
new experiences and learning actually triggers the release of dopamine. So perhaps if you aren't one to be particularly artistic and you want to try taking up some painting or some crafting, a new hobby, a new skill, then this is a great way to get your release of dopamine and keep you engaged to stay motivated. And let's come back to what I wanted to talk about earlier, which is our setting and achieving goals. It's the start of the year. What better time than to start creating goals? And you will get a nice big boost of dopamine once you achieve that goal, because we know you will. It's the start of the year. You've got plenty of time to set those goals, set those steps but also during your pursuit of the goal. So you don't have to wait to the end of the year or whenever your deadline is for your goal, but it is super important that you're setting realistic and achievable goals and breaking them down into smaller milestones throughout the year so you can keep track and basically keep that um, motivation going keep that boost of dopamine being released each time that you're tracking to see how well you're doing. And just make sure you're celebrating each of those achievements, no matter how small they are, and you will benefit from the release of dopamine each time that you appreciate your personal accomplishments and you'll also sustain your motivation to keep going. So yes, dopamine is great for maintaining a positive mindset. Okay, hormone number three is our love hormone. Love makes us happy, sometimes, most of the time. Um, so oxytocin. Now the role of oxytocin, oxytocin, I should say. Now this has um, the benefits of our social bonding and connection through different relationships. And positive social interactions, that's where we will receive our release of oxytocin. Then we'll go through some tips on building and strengthening some relationships. Okay, but first, it plays a central role in um, having trust, emotional connection, the bond we have with each other. And as a love hormone or a bonding hormone, as it's otherwise known, it's very important in um, having a positive effect on our mindset, but also on our social interactions. Therefore, triggers for this love hormone, this bonding hormone, are things such as hugging or cuddling, having deep and meaningful DNMs. This all um, stimulates the release of our love hormone, our oxytocin. Okay, so let me stop rambling and I'll share with you some interesting correlations um, on uh, oxytocin and how it affects our relationships. So there have been studies that have actually shown where um, some of the, um, what do you call it? the clients, no, the candidates, the participants, there you go, uh, the participants of a study, they received um, oxytocin, they were administered oxytocin, and that actually impacted um, 
them having higher levels of trust in their social interactions. And this was based on trust games. And um, it was kind of revolved around them having to trust someone else with their money. And those that had the oxytocin administered trusted the people much more. There have also been studies that have shown, again, when they were administered um, oxytocin, that people were, um, had more empathy, were more empathetic. And can you believe it? It even affected social memory as well. So oxytocin actually touches on a lot of our, our mindsets. And so I guess to benefit from um, this oxytocin and to be able to boost it, we do need to have already um, relationships that we can build and strengthen on. And to do that, it's about encouraging open conversations, honest conversations with the people that you meet, um, hopefully close friends or even acquaintances, because people tend to be more open and honest if they know that you're being open and honest as well. Not just that, but actually making the time to spend quality time together with your loved ones, with your um, dear friends. And even if it's through um, just spending time one-on-one, but even doing shared activities is really good. It actually contributes to you um, being present in the moment, having fun, and that will definitely strengthen your relationships. And look, even though it's called the love hormone as such, you don't have to be in a relationship to be able to boost your oxytocin. Physical affection and physical touch is a way to boost your oxytocin, but you can do that as a hug with a friend or a family member, um, you know, just touching someone's arm, just it brings a sense of closeness and that is what significantly boosts your levels. If you are partnered, um, hugs, kisses, holding hands is a great way to boost those levels. And like I say, if not, you can go a long way by um, acts of kindness, actually, and generosity towards others. That fosters a real strong sense of connection and will release your oxytocin too. Shared experiences um, with your friends, your families, it creates memories, right? When you go, oh, remember that time we did this? Remember that time we were on holiday there? Those positive experiences and memories through travel, through hobbies, celebrations, this all strengthens your emotional bonds and that will support your um, having supportive relationships and that will help in any stress reduction, not just the increase in your oxytocin that you need. For me, um, I used to volunteer at an animal hospital and I feel like um, just giving my time um, to uh, like a community activity, volunteering, that is something that can give you a sense of purpose and belonging. And because you're doing good, a bit like acts of kindness, that is also another great way that you can do um, to boost your oxytonin levels. Kind of on the same wavelength, but expressing gratitude and appreciation for what you have and in your relationships too, 
This will promote positive feelings and increase oxytocin levels. So make sure you are acknowledging the people that you have around you and noticing that they're there and that will really shift your mindset and put you in a good mood, not to mention, you know, all the biology stuff as well. All right, so let's get to our last one now. I think this is the most um, known about or the most spoken about. It's our um, endorphins and that's our feel-good hormone. Endorphins typically are um, released through physical activity and so I guess we're talking about how we can get exercise into our daily routines. It's make it going to make us feel better. I'm such an advocate of walking. Um, I love walking. If I'm in a bad mood, I walk. If I'm in, in a good mood, I walk. I like that you can listen to music while you're walking. You can listen to podcasts while you're walking. You can talk to friends while you're walking. You can take calls while you're walking. And you know, you can get your, if, if you're able to, if it's sunny, you can get your vitamin D, you can get out in nature. It's just, you can kill so many birds with this one stone and come back feeling amazing. But wait, that isn't the only way you can get your endorphin fix. Even laughing with friends, although of course you can't force it, Maybe you want to watch um, a funny movie, one of your favorite movies, spend time with someone that you love, who, you know, you end up having fun with. Meditation can actually release endorphins. There you go. Another plug for my meditation episodes. Get in there. And there are even foods that can trigger endorphins. So we'll, we'll dip into that. So what are they? Well, like I say, they're feel-good hormones, but it's also the body's natural painkillers and mood elevators. So when I'm saying exercising, if you go for a run or you cycle, maybe you dance, these things each stimulate the release of endorphins. So obviously, if you want to um, increase your endorphins, get out there and boost your physical activity for starters. It's not just endorphins that um, will be released, but actually exercise promotes real um, significant improvement in mental health with all its benefits. And physical activity can help alleviate symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression. It really, it sounds boring, but it doesn't have to be running, it doesn't have to be jogging, it can be walking, it can be anything that you enjoy. That is the perfect exercise and activity for you. So try something new if you haven't found that already. Oh, isn't it funny? Because exercise and sleep are well linked because the more regular that you exercise, the better your sleep quality will be, and that can therefore. Um, impact your endorphin levels too. Strange, isn't it? Not really. Okay, so we want to boost these endorphins. Hang out with someone funny, people that bring you joy. Definitely avoid the drainers in your life. If you are feeling like you want um, to boost your endorphins, stay away from them. We want light, happy, funny people, um, great jokes, you know, even dad jokes. Come on. Everyone likes a dad joke. 
And then we've got our meditation and our mindful practices. You've got their meditation apps that you can go to. You can literally just type in meditations on Google and see what comes up. And things like mindfulness practices as well. Maybe you've got the coloring in. If anyone's tried the coloring in, that's really mindful. Um, Yoga can be really mindful as well. And then we've come to foods. So you'll like this one, I think. Dark chocolate actually increases and helps us release endorphins. Back to our rich in omega-3 fatty acids, our salmon again, our mackerel. So, you know, a bit of balance there. But did you know spicy foods too? That's right. Spicy foods can actually be quite addictive. And perhaps this is the reason why, because we love the release of endorphins we get off it. Even if we're engaging in creative activities, um, if you can think things like painting, writing, playing a musical instrument, these are all great boosts of endorphins. So I think if if we go through this episode, you'll see here there is a sign to stop painting. There, it seems like painting and arts is going to boost a couple of our hormones here and make us feel good. So it's no wonder that it can be quite therapeutic. But hey, whatever brings you joy is going to boost your mood. It doesn't have to be technical with what hormones. Do what you love, okay? This one I would never have guessed. I love a massage. Massage and physical touch can trigger endorphins and promotes relaxation and reduces stress. So hugs, massages, not everyone can get a massage every week. I'm definitely someone who can't, Um, but I do love one when I can. But that's the thing you could do like um, foam rollers at home. It doesn't have to be a fancy day spa. These can just give you that feel good effect and help you improve your mood, reduce stress and get you a boost of overall well-being. So there you have it. There is a roundup of your four happiness hormones and how you can boost them. We've got the serotonin, which is our mood stabilizer. Get outside, get some sunlight, get some exercise, eat a well-balanced diet and spend time with your friends. Then we've got dopamine, the reward hormone. That's our feelings of pleasure. And we want to achieve goals with that. We want to exercise, eat our well-balanced diet again, of course. And even listen to music, do some art. And of course, engage in our social interactions. Oxytocin, spend time with people, guys. Hang out with your friends, don't just talk to them online. Get some social bonding in person, get a hug, and that will boost your love hormones. And why not volunteer if you have some spare time? Having the sense of community and purpose will also boost those hormones. And if nothing else today, you can at least express gratitude and appreciation for the people that you're in relationships with. If someone's messaging you, just say thank you and that you appreciate them. And lastly, we have our endorphins, our feel-good hormones. Go for a walk, 
sort your routine so that you have some regular activity every day, maybe not every day, but um, throughout the week. Maybe you want to buy some dark chocolate because I know I do, that's for sure. And we want to have good sleep. Listen to the episode of my podcast, episode number six, on how you can improve your sleep. And that will help you to boost your endorphins. Have a laugh. Don't take life so seriously. Hang out with some people that bring you happiness. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope I have given you a boost of one of your happiness hormones for being here. You listened to the whole episode, so hopefully you've got some dopamine there. Hopefully you feel good because you have done something good for yourself today by listening on how you can make yourself feel as good as possible. So thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. There you go. I'm showing my gratitude and appreciation today. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Stress Less Obsessed. And thanks for listening. Until next time, breathe and stress less.